Dean is usually the first word of the podcast, but since I'm doing it this time, that's not the case. Except except now. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little self-conscious now that now that people mention that all the cold opens start with Dean. Well, it's you and me talking, and who are you gonna talk to? Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna right. say I'm not gonna say Zach to start the show. That would be right. right. Like, like if I did that, like Yeah. Yeah, Zach, uh, so we got a great show planned for you. And then you'd be like, Dean, we got a great show. Hello there. We are tonight's entertainment. We would be honored if you would join us. He's got a billion toys. You brought in his doll collection. These are not dolls, Jim. These are commodities. Same as gold or oil. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. You are now listening to the Collecting Weekly Podcast. Hey guys, my name is Zach. I'm Dean. Welcome to this week's episode of Collecting Weekly. This is a weekly podcast where my friends and I talk about the things that matter the most to us this week in collecting. That's right. We want to thank our friends uh, Lenny Hugh from Six Scale Sabres and Watto Scrapyard for sponsoring this week's episode of Collecting Weekly. Without them, it would definitely not be possible. Uh, we have Danley, Noble Young, Sean, Yutzi. Uh, watching us right now, a few other people still filtering in. Uh, good to see you guys. Uh, Dean, we have a big following uh, in China, and I wanted to wish all of our Chinese listeners a happy uh, Chinese New Year. It's the year of the rat. And yeah. um, hopefully, you know, there's there's some cool rat characters out there in the geekdom. Uh, rat Trap, Shredder. I think this would be a cool year to get some cool... Splinter, uh, by the way. Oh, Sp- Splinter, thank you. Thank you very you much. Fake fan. I am Just not... The show. Just go yeah. back to bed. Start your day over. All right, guys. Well, we'll catch you on the next episode. <laughs> Anyways, Dean, we have a very special segment that uh, the world knows is the best part of the podcast. Would you like to kick us off? Yeah, are you ready? Yep. It's new, new this, this week. week. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, yeah, so what'd you get new this week? Uh, my new this week got stolen on the mail. So Lots of mail drama this week. Yeah, dude. I, I got the notification, your mail got dropped off. And I was like, that's weird. My like doorbell didn't say anything. I look on my doorbell, there's nothing there. I, yeah. I, I get to the house, there's nothing there. Uh, but both, I got two packages, both, uh, said delivered, not, uh, so, oh, actually, I think I got this after, uh, last episode. It's just another Miku. Dean, how is your, uh, Miku statue holding up from, from the bonus episode? Uh, it's pretty good. It's up here real high. Um, it did droop just a little, but nothing, nothing too terrible. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's in there. It's better than it was before. It wouldn't even go in. So, uh, uh, but yeah, that's it. So my mail got stolen. I have to go back tomorrow to the mail place to figure out what the hell happened. Because she's yeah. like, I have to talk to the supervisor and then interview the actual carrier. Yeah, the, the guy on the route. So she took my address, name, uh, package numbers, the route or the tracking numbers, and she's like, "Come back tomorrow." So, did those fine. did those packages have um, insurance on them? Do you know if they? I know you said one was from Mercari. I mean, they were both. They're both from Mercari. They're both like twenty dollars packages. So I doubt it. Um, and I feel bad for the sellers because it's no fault of their own, you know. Um. 
But on Mercari, it's like, hey, finalize the transactions, but it's like I haven't gotten them, so I don't know if I should just finalize it and just swallow the you know 40 bucks or yeah, or or what, what I'm supposed to do. So yeah. I'll probably just pay those people because again, it's not their fault. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it just really sucks. Yeah, that's um that's really unfortunate. Do you want to tell us what those things were or should we leave it in case? Uh, one of them was a Final Fantasy seven figure. It's like the one I didn't have. Uh it's uh-huh. like an older one. It was an Eris figure from Crisis Core. Uh-huh. Uh and then the other one was just like a basic just like another Miku statue, just like yeah, it's like a twenty dollar thing. It's not like the end of the world. Now I am worried because I have like my Grail in the mail, my Miku Grail, uh-huh. and um, so I got to be like super vigilant because he had already you know shipped it by the time this happens. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I guess I'll just have my sister like drop me off at the house like when it's out for delivery because yeah, sometimes they show up at like 10 p.m. Sometimes they show up at noon, two, five. Like they don't have like a set like time they drop shit off, so it's hard for me to be able to like sit there and wait for a package. Yeah, with my mail carrier, it's almost always like you know nine thirty to ten o'clock. It's pretty. I mean, you can almost set your watch by it. You know, so I'm never really that worried that it's gonna go missing. Um, in your case, like you said, it's it's all over the place. Yeah, it sucks. Now I wanted to get a PO box, but those are yeah. not cheap. Yeah, PO box are are really expensive. I think for the um, the UPS one, it was like two hundred dollars a year. Uh-huh. Just, I mean. Yeah, that's, that's. I mean, that's sucks. expensive. <laughs> it's yeah. not like ridiculously expensive, but it is expensive. Um, yeah, and uh, I did. I did actually pay for something today, but it's not going to ship until Saturday. Uh, but I got the sideshow Tie Fighter pilot, uh, six scale figure. Yeah, so I'm pretty excited about that. But again, it's not going to be shipped until Saturday, so I probably won't get it till Wednesday or Thursday next week. Yeah, real quick, we got we got Jason Nelson, Fernando in the chat. Uh, this was a good week for me. I really um, getting into G one Transformers. Uh, the masterpiece or like masterpiece scale figures. Mm-hmm. Um, Buddy from Buddy's Toys and Collectibles for months has been trying to get my Advance Two Spider Man off of me, and he had two figures that I really liked: uh, the Infinite Transformation Megatron, uh, which is a a third party uh, improvement over the masterpiece uh, Megatron. And then the Takara Soundwave with all five of his cassette tapes. And so we made a deal for that, pretty much a straight swap, and uh, really happy with it. Uh, our good friend uh, Jason, or Dan Lee, rather, uh, sent me this really awesome uh, diecast remix uh, Jaguar. This is, um, this is a more in-scale Ravage. Uh, I know we talked about it on the bonus episode, uh, which you guys will actually hear next Tuesday. We're taking next Tuesday off. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a really fantastic die-cast uh, cassette uh, transformer, and uh, it scales super well with a lot of the other Masterpiece figures. Uh, I did get the Make Toys Meteor. I guess it's Make Toys Meteor. Uh, really amazing figure. The color scheme is awesome. Um, I honestly could not be happier with that figure. Um you know, it's exactly what I wanted, and I'm working on some modifications with um, essentially, like, 
the sculpt is really nice, but it's painted a little too dark. And so uh, I picked up some, I already have the press mold, but I also picked up a liquid silicone mold and I'm, I'm learning the process of getting really clean resin casts. That looks really cool. What does? The, the two part thing you were doing. Because you sent me a picture, you're like, I'm like teaching myself how to do this. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm learning so much because my first, um, and I will document this in the Joy of Hobbing, uh, either a pre-recorded or a live video, but my first castings, they came out really bubbly. And I'm thinking like, it's been a few years since I've casted stuff, but I've used this resin before. I'm doing almost exactly the same techniques. And I started watching some videos on Tested. And sure enough, the problem that I had was I was mixing it like like really crazy, uh, like almost like you're mixing like beating an egg. Right. And when you do that, you're introducing a lot of air into the mix. And so when you mix your resin, you have to be very, um, very purposeful with your stirs, but they're also very slow so that you don't introduce any micro bubbles. Uh, and well, then, when it's in your cup, you could uh, take like a, a heat to it. You can, but I'm using like dollar store. I, I'd probably be better to use glass to do that, but I'm using dollar store shot glasses and they were melting. Um, but my, my first batch of casts were awful. The second batch was okay. And then the third batch and the fourth batch that I did today, um, I'm getting like an 80% clean, you know, copy. I think one or two per batch is not super great, but uh, it, it was very interesting. It's the first time I've ever had to mix by weight. Uh, with the uh, liquid silicone, it's a one-part uh, activator to ten-part base. Uh, so that was the first time that I've I've done that. And uh, you know, enough about that. But th- they're coming out really well. I know Dan Lee was excited because I'm going to send him a set of the three Starscream faces painted in a lighter gray once I finish. Um, I did also pick up the uh, OP leader, which is the Optimus Prime that Jobby Ooh, reviewed, and was, it is amazing. That looks crispy as hell. Now. I don't know what it is. So when the when the Bumblebee was misdelivered, that was USPS. And I was driving to work, and I got a text that FedEx delivered my package this morning. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, down the street. So I was like, okay, I'll just turn back around. Not more than two minutes after. Um, again, my mail comes very early, thank God. Um, I get to my house, and there's no package. And I'm like, shit, this is, what the hell? And I'm like, you know what? I know it's going to be at my neighbor's house, the lady that stole my bumblebee. I, like, I'm 100% sure. And so I go, and I was like, I really want to film this for Ox, because I feel like it's almost unbelievable that this happens, but I swear to God this happens. Um, I, I just go, and I basically porch pirate my own package off this lady's porch. Um, I did ring the doorbell to let them know that I was getting my package. Now, you know, when I physically had it in my hand, um, Mm -hmm. but they didn't answer. So I assume they weren't home. Uh, but I'm thankful because that thing is amazing. Um, I mentioned, uh, I think I mentioned that I wasn't sure which version I was getting, uh, but it was the version three, which is the exact one that I wanted. It's one that Jobby reviewed. And, uh, I'm just like super stoked. Um, I have the, uh, the the outline stickers, those are in the mail. They should be here either tomorrow or Thursday. And once I have that, my, my G1 shelf is complete. Um, I think there's one more figure that I'm going to pick up soon, but it's not like a critical um, part of that. So I'm super stoked. My G1 collection is coming off to a great start. And, um, you know, I'm able to pick up a lot of the Transformers that I really wanted. So, and really not spend that much money. And that's always a good thing. Um, I did make a big deal with uh, Rainer for my, uh, it's kind of a big deal, but we, we agreed uh, that he was going to buy my ODST 
and uh, oh, wow. that helped me. Yeah, that helped me cover the uh, the the meteor. So uh, really, really excited to, for him to have that in his collection, and excited for me to make some space in my display cube because these these eight cubes uh, initially it was a lot of space and it was hard to fill. But now I'm quickly running out of space, and you know, it'll be nice to have the space back. Nice, uh, Dean. Let's get into some of the news. Uh, it's been a pretty slow news week. Um, you know, this is. This is uh, Chinese New Year, and a lot of our news comes from China. But uh, Legio 7 did show off their child figure. This is a completed figure. Um, details are still a little lacking uh, from what I can see. I'm not sure if this is articulated. Clearly, it's cloth. Uh, I believe it is a, a finished figure kit. Um, if you're interested in this version of the child, definitely hit up Legio 7 Workshop. Uh, also, Rocco. Uh, Legio 7. How much is the baby owed from Legio? Yeah. Um, I don't know. If I did know, I don't think it's appropriate to say, but uh, I actually don't know how much this one costs. But Legio oh. is offering his own kit. This is all uh, resin, uh, and this is the uh, from the, the infamous sipping scene, and this was uh, digitally sculpted by him. I think Legio does, does actual clay sculpting, uh, and this looks pretty good as well. And, and this one as well, I don't know the price. Uh, were you going to say, Dean? I was just curious as why you think it's inappropriate to say how much it is. Uh, I mean, he's selling it, but I don't know. It's just one of those things. Like, it's just better to to like we don't have permission to to, to talk about the price, you know. So, um, I, mean, I guess it's just one of those things. Like, is, like I yeah, but this isn't like a. Uh, it's like, this is like a private. So we're a, not really allowed to even talk about it. Like, where do you draw the line? <laughs> well, I guess like for me, like if I it, like Dean, you're, I'm painting you a head sculpt, right. but I would give the price for you is not the same as the price for somebody else. That's true. And yeah. and so you know he's offering this product for sale. He might have customers that buy all his products. He might have people listen to us that that buy his products. I don't know if the price that we would get is the same price that anyone would get. I don't know. It's just weird I, for me personally. I don't like when people discuss what I what I paint or or commission things for them. Right. Um, yeah, you like rip me off and then cut everybody else with deals. You don't I think it's that. the other way around. <laughs> I don't think you've paid me for like <laughs> painting in a long time, but that's because I drive to your house every week. Oh well, it's been a while. Um, so uh, this is coming out soon. This this I thought it was oh, going to release yeah. before the holiday, but I uh, totally forgot about this. The so... only the only pictures that we've seen uh, are the palettes that are next to Secret Base, but it's the right. uh, Captain Marvel figure. Um, I'm not sure if it's the deluxe or the regular, um, but this is coming out very soon. Uh, again, this is in Hong Kong, so you know, depending on how long it takes to get overseas with Sideshow, I still haven't seen this movie. I one day I'm going to sit down and watch it, but um, this is Plus, I think. what's that? So I think it's on Disney Plus already. Yeah, yeah, I definitely need to watch it. Uh, the Full Metal Alchemist. Uh, Elric and Alphonse released. I know Lenny Hugh uh, from Six Skull Sabers picked these up, and they're really nice. Uh, I think the only complaint that I'm seeing is they used a seamless arm uh, for the um, uh, for Elric's uh, left arm, and then the gunmetal. I think they were saying it could use a little bit more weathering on the metal arm. Uh, but the set, you know, for the price, I think it was pretty reasonable for both figures. They're both Elric, and, uh, but yeah, um, Edward. <laughs> Oh, Edward, sorry. Yeah, I don't watch Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> this is just a show where I'm just fucking names up left and right. 
Yeah. It's, uh, been, a, it's been a long week. Yeah. I know my sister wanted them. I thought she pre-ordered them. I could be wrong. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, these, I mean, they look fantastic. I haven't obviously got my hands on them. But, um, yeah, I mean, if you if you love the show, I think this is like a Yeah. Yeah, they look good. They, um, you know, I wasn't really a fan of their Saitama, but uh, these look really good, especially the weathering. And it's 3A or 3-0? I mean, it's the same. Oh, 3-0. 3A doesn't exist anymore. Okay. Um, this was a cool one. Dean Jiren from SH Figure Arts was released. Dude, this uh, kind of came out of left field. I'd yeah. only seen, like, prototype picks, and then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, he's released. I was like, what the Yeah, fuck? we only knew about this, like, three or four months ago, and it's it's already ready to go. So um, it looks great. comes with the uh, hairpiece here that attaches to God Goku uh, for the infamous uh, pose here. I still haven't gotten this far to Super, but uh, he looks really cool. I, I mean, I, I got to see some uh, reviews of him compared to the Dragon Stars um, to see which one is better. Your, um, your buddy uh, did a review. Daredevil 19? Uh, is he the one that did your Gotenks one? No, you're on. He took your Gotenks video and put it on his channel. Oh, no, no, that's uh, Kenny Boy's Toys. I think. Yes, he did a side by side comparison. What did with, you think? Uh, I went and told um, uh, Steven, Steven. I wanted to pre order it. I wasn't gonna get this, but uh, it's it's above and beyond better than the Dragon Star. Really, you know, Dean, the Dragon Stars, um. Goku Rose that you gave me is not bad. No, it's not. It's really good. Uh, I'm actually really hoping that you find those extra hands for it because I know where they are. I just have to. Okay, yeah, because I was looking at it. I was looking at it yesterday, and I was like, man, this thing. You know, I'm not a big fan of of that that I guess arc. Right. Um, I love to see Trunks, you know, more, but um, I wasn't a big fan of that arc and that character. Vegeta was excellent in that that arc, but oh, so you know, I, I'm not going to drop you know the eighty, hundred, ten bucks, whatever it is for the for the figure arts version. Yeah. Uh, and when you offered to to let if me I, have, if I could do this again, I I wouldn't. Uh, yeah. That being said, this is a fantastic figure. Uh, I like the the hair on this one matches my uh, demon haggle. Uh huh. Um, and it is good now. Now on the figure arts, the hand actually goes into the effect. the beam effect. Yeah. On the dragon stars, it doesn't. It just pegs in. Yeah. Take the hand out. It looks kind of cheese, but yeah. Uh, I know I have them, and I know where they are. I just have to dig it out. Yeah, I would appreciate that. Though. I mean, it's a good figure. It looks good on the shelf, and uh, and you know, this it does look pretty good. awesome, though. Like I You're... said, the, the dragon stars isn't that much better compared to this one. Considering they both have one head sculpt, so well the base, the not the base, but the the original figure arts one, the hair doesn't match the demoniacal, right? Does not. Right, it does not. So the Dragon Stars one kind of does, and I have it next to the demoniacal Vegeta with the blue hair. It looks really cool together. Uh, we have Mervin in the chat. He says, "I'm about to sell all my SHF DBZ figures, dude." Mervin, I'm at that point. Honestly, I'm looking at that shelf and I'm just thinking, like, man, maybe I should just focus on Super and get rid of all my Dragon Ball Z figure arts. I'm right there with you, man. I, I just don't know. I just really, I just don't know. Well, let uh, let me know first. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know you were you were eyeballing a few. I don't know of any that I don't have that I'm like, I absolutely need that. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I don't have Beerus or Weiss, but I'm not that in love with those characters, or I'm like, I need that. 
Yeah. So, I don't know, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I do know that um, you're right. There are a few that I think you were eyeballing. I will say it was good to see you. It's been um, seeing oh, you guys on Saturday. It was, you know, it's been like since December, like mid December, that you know we stopped doing the show in person, or I guess the Collecting Weekly Awards. Yeah, so it's been a while. Um, so it was good to see. I got hit November 12th, so it was like the middle of November when we stopped. Yeah, because we did it like that, and then we did it yeah. just the award show. Fernando so, says, sell me back the ones I sold you if you do. Laugh my fucking ass off. Yeah, I'll let you know. I think I may have sold some of those a while ago. Did you say you wanted to sell them and then wants to buy them back? That's what we do here, buddy. <laughs> that like, is... yeah, I just want to sell them all. Oh, me too. Well, can I buy them back? No, no, that was Mervin. That was Mervin. Oh, Fernando. I'm... Yeah. Oh, okay, sorry. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> So um, that's really it for the figure news. Uh, I have a few things I want to talk about before we take a break. Um, but our, our good friends at Watto's Scrapyard, um, they're really blowing up, man. Like I've seen them uh, talked about in some pretty big circles. And for them to be plugged on uh, Jedi Temple Archives, which is like one of the, the forefronts of Star Wars three and three quarter scale news, yeah. was, was pretty good. So Caleb from JTA says, I wanted to make a plug for two of my favorite shops for online custom parts. Uh, one of them was Wado Scrapyard, um, and the other one was Crazy D's Customs. He says both companies offer 3D printed parts of their own skilled original design, but for very different aspects of the customizing world. For people like me who love to customize, they fill a valuable, if not crucial, role in collecting today. And then he goes on to talk about Crazy D, but I don't know about Crazy D is. So uh, he goes on to Sean F. He says, next designer I want to mention is Sean F. of Auto Scrapyard. Um, unlike KDK, who mainly focuses on diorama parts and small vehicles, Wano Scrapyard focuses on parts for the figures themselves, more specifically things like head sculpts for unproduced figures and figure accessories. Please be sure to check out his Facebook page. Uh, he said, I just had a package from Wano's delivered yesterday, and it were a few heads that I'm very excited to paint figures for. That was the child, Moth Gideon, uh, Dave Filoni, the armorer, and the client. And uh, the guy says these heads are in 3.75 scale, uh, but of course Sean does six inch scale and one six scale. And uh, yeah, so he says there are pros and cons to this kind of uh, future for collecting. Obviously, I hope that all the figures get made by Hasbro, but that hope is on shaky foundations. The pros are that there are people who can produce the kind of things we collectors want from new media. The downside is that the, it is do it yourself. You'll either need to be able to paint or pay someone to paint it for you. So that was uh, pretty high praise uh, for Wano Scrapyard from a huge, huge news source. Yeah, I think um, if you collect Star Wars toys at all, you've been to this website. Yeah, one hundred. This website is the reason I started collecting. Full stop. Really? Um, yeah, reading the reviews on there uh, when I started getting into the Six Inch Cup Black series, uh, this was like a website that I visited hundreds of times a day to find figures that I wanted to find in the wild. Um, Mervin says, I bought the demoniacal fit Goku Black and I have the SDCC Goku Black, and I was like, What am I doing? Yeah, man, that's wild. I, I um, would rather have the demoniacal fit. Uh, I don't know why I didn't just do that. TBH, I spent way too much money on this thing. I should probably just sell it and make some of my money back. Uh, Dean, speaking of that, um, you had a conversation with me off air, and I'm wondering if we could, um, Maybe talk about it. You were you were mentioning uh, potentially. Appropriate. I don't know. As, okay. All right. We don't have to bring it up. I don't know what you're talking about, honestly. Uh, about the Mark Seven that we talked about after the show. Yes. 
is there any updates on that? Are you still considering, or do you want to let the listeners know your thought process? Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like for them to weigh in. So I had the Mark Forty Five, and it's just never been a favorite suit of mine. It doesn't have a whole ton of screen time on it. The and for those that aren't uh, in the know, the Mark Forty Five is the Age of Ultron suit. The second Age of Ultron suit because he has two. Yes, in the yes. usually he has two in every movie. Um, so the Mark 45, and uh, I got it in a trade. I actually got a pretty decent trade, you know, when all said and done. Um, and again, I've just never been like that happy with it. And the Mark 7 was coming out, and I, I traded it, even trade for a Mark 7. Now, the Mark 7 is fantastic and arguably a better figure. Mm-hmm. Just because it could, the box is just jam-packed with shit. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to use half that stuff probably ever. Mm-hmm. Maybe for a quick picture or two. Um, but someone was posting pictures of their collection. And they po- and they posted the Mark 45. And God damn it, dude. That thing <laughs> looked so good. It had me questioning the trade. And... I was like, man, and I think Steve, I don't know if he was down, but he, I don't know if Steven would be opposed to me trading back for it just because mm-hmm. the Mark 7 is so new and it will sell pretty fast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I love that suit now, of course, that I don't have it. But God damn, it just looks so good because the Mark 7, the paint is not as nice as like 90% of the suits they've released. Uh, I don't know if that's a design choice or what, but like it's just very flat. Yeah. And uh, I was like, God damn it, I'm kind of regretting it. But I don't know if it's just like regretting it because, again, I don't have it anymore, or if like I'm regretting it because it's legitimately is a better figure. You know what I mean? I'm just yeah. confused. Yeah. When I weighed in, I, I had said, you know, the Mark 7 is the new suit, it's what everyone wants right now. Right. But as soon as the next suit comes out, like if tomorrow they announce the Mark One diecast, the Mark Seven may still be a fantastic figure, but you know, in all likelihood, it's gonna it's gonna decrease for a while before it starts to retain the value that the Mark Forty Five has already kind of carved out. Okay. Um, and I was saying, if I were you, it's gonna be easier for you to get a Mark Seven in the next like six months if you regret it uh, back if you regret the uh, trade back, then it is for you to track down a Mark 45. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially because you, and we mentioned this uh, when we were talking in private, but it's like, you didn't really pay that much for the Mark 45. If you consider what you traded to get it and what you've already gotten from that trade. Right. Oh yeah, dude, I've made, I don't know. So my money back. Yeah, that was a good day for you because on that same day you got that diorama too. It was a wild day for you. Um, yeah. yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what you do. I just I wanted to kind of uh, if you're listening, um, uh, Craig says, "What happens if you trade back and then you want the seven again?" I don't know, man. Then you're in a time well, warp. Well, that's or the thing because because I mean you probably could have said the same thing about the Mark Six when it came out, and now you can't even touch a Mark Six for you know seven. Dude. Every- I regret that trade. That was an awful trade. I wish General Grievous's ear didn't break in the midst of our negotiations. Yeah. So that way I could have backed out. That was awful. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. I only paid 
think I paid like 120 bucks for Grievous. Like I, it was, and you've turned that into like uh, 600 bucks. Oh, yeah, seven. Yeah. So the Mark Seven was 430, and then I sold. I don't remember exactly what I sold the 43 for, but it was like three something. Yeah. So I did pretty um, good. Let's see. So Craig says. Um, I do have to say I like the shinier finish of the other Iron Man than the matte finish on the seven. Yeah, I think uh, I think the matte finish looks pretty good, honestly, because the um, that's how they look in the movie. They don't really look that glossy in the movie. Yeah, I guess, super battle damage. Yeah, and, um, and you know, like I think just off the bat, I think the seven is a better bang for the buck, mm-hmm. but. Again, it's like one of those things. It's like, yeah, but the market can fluctuate so fast that I might not be able to go to forty-five. Yeah. I mean, let's just say I did the trade back for the forty-five. I'd be in the exact same boat. It's like, well, like, what if the seven goes up? I really like the seven. You know what I mean? Yeah, but the seven's going to go down before it goes up. Look at the Mark Fifty. People are selling that thing below retail. What about the Mark Five? That didn't even get a chance to go down. That motherfucker just went up. Yeah, but the Mark V, I almost feel like they didn't produce that yeah, much of it. And the six, the six went crazy expensive almost immediately. Nah, there was a period where you can get the six below retail. That's when I sold you the Grievous, and like the next month they went stupid high. Uh, I don't know. I mean, like you said, the markets are pretty crazy. Um, Dean, there's this there's this controversy that I've heard uh, rumblings of on the groups. So, um. You and I both like understand how the waitlist works, and they've changed it a little bit uh, since you know we first started collecting. Now the way, like essentially the way the waitlist works, you go on a product, you join the waitlist, and if your if your waitlist gets approved, you are notified with a number of people at the same time, and there's X number of figures available, and essentially, you know, it's first come first served. Now the waitlist, you can now use coupons and rewards. It's my understanding. Uh, prior to this, you could not have. So I guess that's a good change and a bad change. Um, but it, it seems like these days, um, figures that are on a wait list conveniently go back into stock. And it almost seems like, you know, in the case of like Scarlet Spider, Stan Lee, uh, back in the summer, that it was almost like automatic waitlist conversions. And I I feel like there's some sort of waitlist gate going on here, Dean, where Sideshow is manipulating this waitlist and Ooh. making figures appear to be on waitlist to get people to sign up in mass in droves. And once they um, once they convert, you're like, oh my god, I just got a Kylo Ren. I didn't have to pay four hundred dollars on eBay. Of course, I'm going to get it on Sideshow. Because for a while there, Kylo Ren was $20 off, free shipping, and um, not really at any risk to sell out. And all of a sudden, it's on waitlist with, uh, I don't believe, any coupon or any any free shipping. I mean, it is entirely possible that with the deal, they did sell enough that maybe it did go to waitlist. Craig well, says... That does sound like some shady ass shit that the sideshow would do. Craig that says, really hard to say. "Do you think that they're getting separate shipments?" Yeah, I mean, I guess they could, but I mean, I've been collecting for like three years, 
And it only seems like in the last eight or nine months that this trend is happening. Like it used to be like when a figure went to waitlist, like you were on the waitlist for like six months and then all of a sudden you get an email and you'd be like the best day of your life. And now it seems like you can join the waitlist and, you know, within a matter of days or weeks, uh, you convert. I know Rainer was on the mall, the Darth mall waitlist for a little bit. And, um, I just, I don't know, man. I've seen enough enough uh, theories about this that it's definitely plausible to me. You know, it, it wouldn't surprise me if this was some sort of uh, manipulation going on. Um, I mean, I guess there's no way we would know, mm. but definitely keep an eye out, guys. Like, if you join a waitlist and you convert, or just like a shitload of people start converting, I think the one that really bothered me was the Scarlet Spider. It was like people were jumping on the waitlist for fun and converting almost immediately. Yeah. Like the next day. Um, I think you might be onto something. That sounds like some weird shit. Uh, we have a, a commenter that says fake scarcity happens everywhere, even with statues. Yeah, that is, uh, I would definitely imagine with statues. Yeah, for sure. I, um, didn't the golden boy, uh, uh, Zach V, didn't he post something about their like inventory sheets and like how they were, I remember he had posted something about the inventory sheets, and he was like, Look. First off, I'm the golden boy. Second off, I, mean, I he, do believe he did post something. He's on that. your wall, not the other way around, by the way. Actually, no. Our poster is on his wall. Is he? Yes. The, uh, the lint roller. Wall. All of our posters are on each other's walls, because we love each other. I don't know if we're on his wall, but... Um... I distinctly remember him posting about the like the the sheets of inventories. Like, look, they have like ten thousand here, and like the thing. Yeah, it was the um. I think it was the cap. I think it the, might be I think it was the black suit cap. Um, but yeah. So I don't know, man. I'm just saying. I think it's a little sketchy. Um, this was something also that uh, was a little bit of drama. So Max not studio on Sunday. Uh, posted the above two shops TNS figures and toys beat owned by Mr. Chris Young and David Shang has copied and stolen our products, which were the uh, Killmonger head sculpts developed by Max Nut Studio. They then sell them with highly imitated packaging to deceive collectors and retailers. Since we have received complaints about the quality of our product, we have been working hard to improve the quality. And our first product, KM001, normal version, has started to ship out of Hong Kong this week. These... Uh, but then we found that there are fake versions of our products, both KM001 and KM002, that are being sold in several shops in Hong Kong and online, including Toys Beats and TNS figures. These fake products are highly imitated packaging, which are almost the same as our original packaging. Those products are finished with paint jobs that do not match our quality control standard with poor sculpted hair, but they are selling fake products the same price as ours. That was yesterday. Dean, back in... Uh, late yeah, this, fall. Wait, what? This sounds odd to me, but continue. Back in late fall, um, Quinn had confirmed with Max Nut Studio himself that they were aware that TNS was producing um, lower quality work 
Uh, and the message says, hi, bro. Sorry for my late reply. Yes, I have some unpainted sculpts of uh, Tupac unrelated. But he says, for Killmonger, that's factory work with lower price. The sculpt has fewer details and has seams from the mold making on the sculpt. It's an option for a customer who doesn't want to buy a version that's made by me, which has a higher cost. Now, there's a pretty long time between that message and them being upset about this now. Um we did our due diligence to make sure that that was a approved max nut product. And in our original podcast, we mentioned like, Hey, that's the stipulation is you're getting it for cheaper, but at the same time, there are some quality defects. Max nut was aware of that. Um, I think it was back in like October or November. So for them to come out yes, uh, Sunday, a few days ago and say, Oh, we didn't know about this, this lower quality, this imitation product with our name on it is, um, is laughable um so i guess you know you have two messages here from the same person take it how you want um uh shy uh i think his youtube channel is figure collector for dummy he said maybe uh tns and their factories overproduced what max not allowed them to maybe that did happen um but at any rate for this to just be a complaint from them now when this has been going on for months it's kind of odd no, I know the guy. I don't know if his name is Nut, but and I know the studio is Max Nut. Is that two different guys, Max and Nut, DBA, Max Nut Studio? Uh, no, I think these are the same guys because I think um, his personal page is like Nut Pizs, and then Max Nut Studio is the the page. So like we have Collecting Weekly, and then you have your personal page. Okay, so, so Max Nut Studio is the page. I wasn't sure if maybe like. This was like a company, like you know how there's like eight of us hosts for Collecting Weekly. Yeah, like maybe that seven other people didn't realize this was happening, but Nut did. That could be a thing. Yeah, maybe there's a guy named Max. Maybe there's a guy named Nut. Who knows? Um, um, yeah, I guess you're right. That could be a thing. Um, yeah, it just seems super odd that all of a sudden it's a problem i mean of course of course this message here was uh a private message so you know of the just creating cheese made just for the hell of it i i don't know man i don't know but it is what it is um yeah there's anything else you can do or say about it yeah dean let's thank our sponsors for this week's episode so uh six scale sabers lenny hugh great guy makes some amazing ccfl sabers uh, he's located in the United States, so you know if you're in the United States, your sabers are never too far from home. He makes the Darth Vader saber that's in my collection, uh, and I've used him for, I think, like four CCFL sabers uh, in total. Uh, really great guy. You can find him on Instagram at sixscale underscore sabers, uh, and his Facebook is Lenny Hugh, H-U. He's actually just made a, an admin of OSR BST, so you know he's a good people. Oh, wow. uh, you can take your collection to the next level by uh, shopping with six scale sabers. Blade colors available are white, red, green, blue, purple, yellow, and orange. And again, you can find them on Instagram at six scale underscore sabers or on Facebook, Lenny Hue, H U. And uh, we are doing a uh, giveaway of one of his sabers. He was nice enough to donate one to our cause. And the banner code that we're going to do for this week is B, B-E-E. Uh, there's a link in the description. It takes you to a Google form. takes like two seconds to fill out. Uh, use the code word B you have until, let's say, lunchtime tomorrow to enter this code into the link in the description for a chance to win. Uh, again, code word B. 
We also wanted to thank Sean Fear from Wattos Scrapyard. Wattos makes the best uh, 3D printed, resin printed, or PLA printed, um, just the best replacement parts for your Kenner and Hasbro vehicles. Oh he also makes, uh, you know, like we mentioned earlier, six inch scale, three and three quarter scale, six scale head sculpts. He is like making like 10 a week, like at this point, uh, new characters. He's even made myself, which is really cool. Uh, he's a great guy, great to do business with. He gets things done extremely fast. Uh, I can't recommend Watto Scrapyard enough. He also just started an Instagram. It's Watto Scrapyard. Be sure to check him out. And uh, if you need any of those replacement parts, I cannot recommend anyone better than Watto Scrapyard. Dean, do you have anything you want to say about uh, Sean? I would marry him. <clears throat> That's one hell of an endorsement. That is a hell of an endorsement. Now, Dean, the Clone Wars final season trailer dropped. Uh, I got to say it's looking pretty dope. Um, I have one problem with it. What is that? Uh, Well, I guess I don't really know the timeline. So, Well, it's an anthology, so, so, you know. True. Because there's a bit where Anakin and Padme are like hologram Skyping, and uh-huh. she's already pregnant. So it's like, so this would take place after oh. the beginning of Revenge of the Sith, because he doesn't find that out until after Grievous is dead. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, well, this is a, uh, and they obviously made his hairstyle more in line with. It's uh, not Grievous being dead, but. You know what I hope that this show, this episode, this season uh, shows because it's not technically no longer canon, but I hope it shows the beginning of the Siege of Coruscant. Uh, we're in the animated series where Grievous gets like his chest crushed and he's like, <laughs> right, right, right. I hope it shows something like that in one of the episodes. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I mean, this is canon. That's why they're bringing it back. Mervin says, you think he could do a Frank Oz Boba Fett head sculpt? Yeah, hit him up. If it's a good idea and he thinks he can make some money off it, I'm sure he'll do it. Uh, I hope it shows Order 66 and how Rex disobeyed that order. Um, I think it would be neat to see. Um, And I think the last second of the trailer shows that very scene happening. Uh, But we'll see. Uh, I'm really excited. And again, this is an anthology show, so if you watch the other episodes... Or if you're starting to watch these in preparation for the show, uh, they're out of order. And there is a correct order to watch them in, uh, in terms of chronological. But if I were you, I would just watch them in the order that they appear in. Or just Google the um, the different arcs and just it's find the arcs that you want to watch. Um insane <clears throat> amount of trouble to watch these in order. It's a it's a nightmare. Just fucking just watch the yeah. the sagas that you want. Um, real quick, Mervin says the final episode should lead up to Order sixty six, according to Dave Filoni. And then Fernando says it's not canon. Fernando, the this animated, the three D animated, is canon, but technically the uh, two thousand four Clone Wars cartoon animated show is not canon. Technically, right? Which is dumb. Which is bullshit because it's an amazing series. It's I've arguably better. Dude, it's dope. No, it's so good, but goddamn, it's good. It's amazing. Uh, but yeah, so, so I'm really this, excited for this. This was happening during the purchase of uh, Lucasfilm and Star Wars, <laughs> and uh, one of the stipulations was like you can't touch the originals or the prequels, and Clone Wars is canon. So they're like, all right. And then when they bought it, they're like, fucking cancel Clone Wars. Who gives a shit? We're gonna we're gonna make Rebels. And then enough people got pissed off that they're like, fine, we'll give you the ending of 
Clone Wars, you know, fucking half a decade later, but it is what it is. Hey, man, some people had to wait like 40 years for episodes. Eight years, I guess, is the last uh, Clone Wars. It's been a while, man. It's been a while. Dean, let's talk about some of this uh, Episode 9 Duel of the Fate concept arts. These are confirmed... You don't want to talk about them? Because that's like a big part of our show. Yeah, um, no, definitely want to talk about them. Okay, so we're going to go through every picture. Uh, for the audio listeners, we'll describe as best as we can. So this first one, and this is the order that they were in the Imgur album that was leaked. Um, I, these obviously aren't in the chronological order. They would have been in the film. But uh, some people were really upset that we didn't get to see these. Some people said these would have been way better than what we got. And uh, let's just talk about them, and, and we'll give our thoughts. So the first one, we have Ray in a black outfit. It's very reminiscent of Luke's Return of the Jedi outfit, including down to the flap. She has a double-bladed saber, uh, which is a hybrid of her staff. It's a blue lightsaber. Um, well, I guess it's a hybrid of her staff and the Skywalker saber. She's on a Star Destroyer with First Order troops that are dead next to her. Um, I guess it looks cool. I, I think, like... So many people complain that, and, and I think this is going to be a recurring trend with these images that you're going to see, but so many people complain that Episode 7 was rehashing A New Hope too much. Right. And I think if you had Ray coming into a Star Destroyer or like an Imperial installation in that black outfit with that triangle, obviously Luke didn't go into the Death Star with this context of like, you know, killing people in the Death Star. Um, but I think that is a little too reminiscent of that exact outfit that luke wore in my opinion what do you think Um, honestly to me this looks more reminiscent of star killer's outfit in the second uh force unleashed game Uh uh-huh um that being said it is still very similar to luke's but of course uh i think you're right uh, the next one is Bisk Kova. Resistance traders executed with a light blade guillotine on Coruscant. Okay. I think this would have been really cool, but take, in, take into account this is Disney, and I can't imagine someone being beheaded by a lightsaber guillotine. Also, Phasma's there. Yeah, Phasma's there, too. And I guess I'm not really sure. I mean, I guess like in Pirates of the Caribbean, there's a lot of hanging that happens. Um, so maybe I guess a guillotine could be a thing. Uh, you know, Aside from Phasma, I think this would be a pretty dramatic scene. Um, But I think the thing that happens in these, we see a few instances, is that it seems like, you know, lightsabers are, you know, kind of few and far between for the most part in the sequel trilogy. And in this one and another picture we'll see later, it seems like they want them to be, like, incorporated in almost everything. And I guess the guillotine is like an, an old timey thing and updating with the light blade is cool but if you're just gonna have light blades and this blade and that like it just i, I don't know you're right i guess it's just a little it, too much it bastardizes the lightsaber uh the next one is ray and luke train on Korlev. it's ray hovering above what looks like uh water uh luke is in the background and i'm guessing some of these things i guess since phasma is in the last picture are if the last jedi was different i'm not exactly sure how early these concepts are um because luke is still here and he's not a force ghost these were all done before the last jedi and the last jedi came out and they're like fuck oh okay this looks this looks pretty cool that was a joke yeah this looks pretty cool like they had Um, all this planned out ryan johnson was just like oh i'm gonna fucking destroy it yeah um the next one is the crew flies to bonadan where poe lived with his grandfather 
I mean, I guess. I mean, well, a, a, any city is cool. So, I mean, you know, it is what it is. Uh, this one, Poe and Ray pilot a razor sail through Bonadan waters, chased by the Knights of Ren in the Knife Nine. I mean, we kind of already got this scene being chased through the desert by uh, jetpack troopers. Um, I don't know how much of improvement this would have been on this water planet. Uh, this next character is Tor, Tor Valum. Um, I don't know that we have that much information on this character, but uh, the concept looks kind of like the uh, Independence Day alien. So. It's almost exactly like a Prothean from Mass Effect. I don't know if you're familiar, but... I am not. Now, this one coming up is really cool. Kylo fights Vader during the cave sequence. I would not have mind, minded to see that. Yeah. Um, the First Order occupying Coruscant... <laughs> That would have been cool, but we've that already a much better ending. Well, we've already seen Coruscant. I, I agree that would have been better than Exegol, but we've already seen Coruscant under occupation in the prequel trilogy. So, yeah, um, but that would have been tying the prequel trilogy. That is true. That is very true. I mean, you went to a planet where nothing was at stake. They could crash star destroyers, and that shit. is true. I will say that would have been pretty cool, actually. Or like, it just seemed a little cheesy. Yeah, so we have, of course, a giant uh, Star Destroyer hovering above uh, course. That almost looks like Independence Day again. Uh, so this is Rose, Finn, 3PO, and R2 attempt to activate the beacon on Coruscant to broadcast Leia's hologram to the galaxy. We'll get into Leia's hologram a little bit later. Uh, R2 and 3PO roam the streets of Coruscant. I mean, I guess that would have been cool. I mean, R2 and 3PO weren't really used that much in the sequel trilogy, so... You know, I guess any extra R2, 3PO, I'm all about it. Uh, this one I actually really like. Finn rallies citizens of the Coruscant Underground to fight back. So it's Finn screaming. Uh, they're stormtroopers, uh, and they're, they're in some industrial complex. Uh, that would have been pretty cool, personally. But Finn seemed to make that yelling face, like, all the time already. So yeah. um, I think he does it once in every movie. Yeah. Uh, Ray faces a monster outside the forest of Mortis. I mean, I guess... I mean, it's just a big monster, you know. Uh, underground Coruscant citizens paint and prepare old walkers. Looks uh, this looks pretty fucking dope. It reminds me of the walkers from The Mandalorian. They were customized by the gang. Uh, and the next scene is defected stormtroopers and Coruscant citizens cheer around old painted First Order walkers. I, I like that. That would have been pretty cool. Um, I think a lot of what you're getting at, and we're getting at, Dean, it's like what you mentioned earlier, is this would have been more stakes than Exegol. And I think that's a good point. Um, this next uh, art panel is Stormtroopers Prepare for Battle Against Coruscant Citizens. Um, yeah, that would have been pretty cool, too. In the Battle of Coruscant, R2 is destroyed. R2's head is scorched. Emotion like we've never seen before from 3PO. Finn is speechless. He's crushed by it all. Chewie takes R2's scorched shell onto his back. Um, I don't know if I can live with that. but Yeah, that one seemed a, a bit, you know... A bit much. Uh, Mervin says, didn't the Executioner Trooper have some sort of guillotine weapon? Yeah, that is true, actually. So maybe... Yeah, but it was more of like the light baton than a lightsaber. Yeah. Uh, and Mervin says, when Finn, when was Finn not screaming? Uh, Ray <laughs> yeah. and Kylo fight at the peak of the temple on Mortis. Kylo's new mask is visible. I, I, I mean, I guess... Um, Luke blocks Kylo's lightsaber, so Luke is grabbing the blade of Kylo's lightsaber with his hand. This had to have been before The Last Jedi. Yeah. The more I'm looking at these, because uh, just, you know, a few uh, 
BB-8 Leia. Yeah, they wouldn't have done that if she knew she was, you know, dead. Well, exactly. And um, then grabbing the saber, it's like that's not a Force Ghost thing. So we were counting on him to be alive, dude. The Last Jedi is such a fucking trash movie. I'm sorry. I it, just, I think even in any context, if Luke was able to or not grab a lightsaber, would have been awful. I no. think Disney has kind of bastardized the lightsaber already enough. Like in the prequel trilogies, dudes were getting arms cut off. I mean, Kylo straight up took a lightsaber to the face and had like a tiny baby scar from it. Yeah, um, went all the way up the back and he's fine. And Yeah. Um, this next one, uh, once it becomes clear, the first order is losing the battle of Coruscant. Hux pulls out a purple lightsaber and commits uh, Sepaku. How do you say that, Dean? Sepuku. It's, uh... Okay. Thank you. Um, and I, I think going back to what you're saying is that this had to have been made before episode nine, because I think if, if Hux was a, a more threatening character, like a bigger presence, this scene would have a lot of emotional um, stuff behind it. But being that they kind of made Hux like a laughingstock in eight and he was so badass in episode seven, this right? scene wouldn't have fit in. Because in episode seven, he was almost like a new, like a Hitler-esque. He gave the speech and then blew up like half the the whole uh, uh, new government. This would not have had the weight that it intends to if he had been choked and thrown around in the last film. Right. Not only that, but him pulling out a purple lightsaber out of nowhere would have just been like a big what moment. Yeah. I, again, I know I sound like a broken record, but episode eight ruins literally everything. And then, of course, Dean, like you mentioned, Leia and BB-8 recording the hologram. And it seems like a lot of their Episode Nine story, uh, of course, Episode Nine was always supposed to be Leia's film. Um, but it seems like uh, in this art specifically, uh, of course, they're on Coruscant. Leia's recording this hologram, hologram. They're trying to get the hologram to people. A lot of it hinged on on this throwback to Episode 4 and recording the hologram, but with BB-8 instead of R2. And, of course, none of this is possible given the restrictions and the real-life events that happened. Um, would it have been cool to see? Yes. Um, is it, Would it have been possible? No. So uh, do you have any thoughts on this last panel? Uh, beautiful. It's beautiful, absolutely, the white dress with Leia. But, you know, of course, uh, real-life circumstances happened, and, um, you know, it is what it is, so... That's the um, the episode nine uh, duel of fates art. Now this was a slow week, Dean, and um, honestly, I was like, you know, do we cancel this week? Do we cancel two weeks in a row? I don't know. Uh, Chinese New Year is a thing, but uh, we asked Ox if there was anything that they wanted us to talk about. Uh, Zach says Kobe and uh, Fernando adds um, have a discussion on whether it's disrespectful or not to take advantage of someone's death to sell memorabilia, whether it's toys or whatever. So. First and foremost, um, Kobe Bryant was a a person that transcended the sport that he played. Uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, he's one of the greatest basketball players of all time. One of uh, the, the most, in my opinion, competitive person to ever play the game. Uh, the manner in which he passed, uh, the circumstances and the people that he was with, uh, his daughter, her teammates, their parents, uh, the pilot, the nine people that passed, uh, it's, it's, it's extremely tragic, you know? Um, I think it's one thing to scalp items. Um, you know, when, when, when someone does something 
fantastic. You know, if if uh, this would have been a, a news story about Kobe Bryant going into the Hall of Fame while he was alive and then people were scalping the items, I think that's one thing. I don't think it's great, but that's a thing. Um, I think when someone passes away, especially in the manner of which uh, he, he had uh, passed, I think I think it it holds a different um, a different bit of sensitivity about it. Um, I think that there are certain events that happen in our lives that uh, you'll always remember where you were when blank nine uh, eleven, the Boston Marathon bombing. Uh, specifically, this one really stuck with me, but I remember exactly where I was and what I was doing uh, oh, when when we found out that Michael Jackson died. Oh. Um, and for me, I this is one of those things. Um, my wife, you know, I was taking a nap and I woke up and my wife is like, oh, my God, like there's uh, reports from TMZ that Kobe Bryant died. And I remember like just being in shock, like, like how, you know, he's young, you know. Uh, it it's just one of those things that you never know, you know, when your time will be, um, you know, you never, I, it, it truly shocked me to my core uh, that this person that we've, uh, you know, seen uh, in his ex, you know, being excellent for so long to pass in this way. And, especially you know, not, I'm not discounting other people, but as a San Antonio Spurs fan, I mean, you grew up with Kobe, whether you liked it or not, you know? Yeah, he was always uh, either ending our season or, or scaring the, the shit out of us, you know? Um, and, it, you know, as a parent, like, you know, before you have kids, I guess, like, your biggest fear is, like, you know, dying. Um, at least that was for me. But after you have kids... It's not so much that you're scared that you're going to die. It's you know you're scared that something's going to happen to your kids and and uh, you know I can't even imagine what you know was going through you know in that event when you know that there's not much you can do for your kid and it's it 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 it, it truly shocked me um, and it, and it truly shocks me to see people um, taking advantage of the situation. Uh, first and foremost, let me just say this, uh, Interbay before, before any of this happened, Interbay had a pre-order for Kobe Bryant, the two pack that Fernando has here, and it's still available for retail, just flat out. There's people selling the pre-order for $5,000 on eBay. Uh, definitely don't buy into that first and foremost. Uh, here's two listings that I found, um, one on Mercari and one on OfferUp. Um, someone selling like. 50 copies of the newspaper from the Los Angeles times for $55 for the newspaper. And, uh, I think that's just a super shitty thing to do. Uh, However, someone like that, someone selling a Kobe Bryant Jersey for $500. And of course they say, I am truly sorry for the loss of him and all our passengers of that accident. May they all rest in peace. I just felt that there is a Kobe fan that will love this one of a kind Lakers Jersey. Uh, I'm taking offers starting at $500. So, of course, in their ultimate sorrow, they they want to offer a Lakers fan the chance to uh, own this item for $500. Just go to LakersShop.com and buy it. Nike has pulled uh, all Kobe Bryant stuff from their website because they noticed a trend of people buying 10, 20, you know, of the same item. Yeah. Uh, there, there was a Kobe Bryant shoe that was coming out. Um 
that Nike is considering to delay. This was, of course, obviously before all this stuff happened. Um, hearing Shaquille O'Neal, one of my favorite broadcasters uh, from inside the NBA, talk about this, and man, I was tearing up listening to him talk about you know all the things that he missed, and you know he said the last time he talked to Kobe was you know the night before his last game, which was several years ago, and. You know, they texted all, a lot and they kept in contact, but that was the last time they actually spoke to each other. And yeah. uh, I mean, you're a good guy, Dean. I love you. I just want to tell you that because, you know, you never know, you know, when your time is. And I mean, it's just shocking. Like, it, it's it's truly shocking to me what happened. And, you yeah. know, by, by all accounts, his wife or his, uh, his daughter, uh, Gianna, was going to be the next superstar of women's basketball. Right. Uh, I mean, she was going one-on-one with Kobe Bryant, you know, her whole life. You know, the dude that no one wanted to go one-on-one with. And, you know, that sport is robbed of, of their next uh, big star. And, you know, I feel for his wife, Vanessa, and, and their other kids. And, you know, of course, for the families and friends of, of the other seven passengers and i mean it's 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 awful what has happened and and kobe bryant uh you know of course transcended basketball you know there's lots of funko pops of him lots of uh uh, nba licensed figures of him jerseys shoes um you know it's uh there's going to be a lot of people scalping a lot of things and and it's just you know fernando i just don't like it um yeah i think it's it's one of the most disgusting acts you could do as somebody in the collecting community whether memorabilia um you know stamps whatever Uh, i remember when carrie fisher passed away like everybody was on the ball scalping and it's like gee like you guys have no like respect for not only the dead but for your fellow collector or yourself because that's like disgusting real quick let me catch up on a few comments uh sean says uh it still stings when when chris farley died Uh, fernando says someone's making a better sculpt uh for the interbay kobe uh that's keith balthazar from osr um and uh someone says that uh kobe bryant was very giving to other people um yeah so i know sean fear was it is or is also going to do a Kobe Bryant sculpt. He was a big fan. Um, and that's his way to um, pay homage. And, you know, Sean's sculpts are pretty affordable. I don't think that trends to the, to the, you know, the scalping thing, but right. Yeah, man, it's crazy. It's really crazy. You know, I couldn't believe it when, when uh, Victoria told me and I mean, I still can't believe it today. Yeah, I remember uh, I woke. I had worked the night before, so I woke up really late, and um, it was literally the first thing I read. It was from Manny, and uh, it was like, "Yo, hear about Kobe and the helicopter thing or whatever he had posted," and I was like, "What? No way!" Like, he just seems like one of those larger than life guys that like was untouchable. You know what I mean? Like, I just couldn't believe it. Almost like the the thing with Robin Williams, you know? It's like, there's just no way. It's, it's not possible. Like, Dean, oh. that's that's another one where it's like, I'll always remember where I was when Robin Williams passed. Real quick, we have someone that's commenting uh, um, about the man of action figure. I can't see your name, so it is just says Facebook user. I'll jump on that. 
Yeah. So if you're on Facebook uh, and you're commenting, I'm not saying just someone because I can't, I'm being an asshole. I, just, I literally can't see your name. Um, there's been some people that I, uh, friends of mine, uh, friends of the show that have kind of said some ugly things about him passing. And, you know, I, whether you like him as a, as a, as a um, basketball player, you know, Oh yeah. Quinn, I can't see you, man. Sorry. Um, that is a, um, this is someone's son, someone's husband, someone's dad. And if you, if you can't have the respect to, you know, say something nice then just don't say anything at all. You just look like an asshole. You just look like you're, you're virtue signaling and just, you know, just keep your mouth shut. Um, Moving on, TC says, keep talking about your Facebook market selling experiences, very entertaining, and an extended segment of Grinds My Gears. Actually, man, Facebook Marketplace has been good this week. Um, I haven't sold anything. Well, I sold something to Dean, actually. Um, and I was really annoyed to put it up for sale because, like, I don't want to deal with this BS. And immediately Dean's like, yo, I'll take that that figure that you're selling. And uh, really, really glad to do the deal with you. Um, and then one of the... Um, one of the guys that I was talking about Megatron for gave me a price. We agreed on it and I sold some things to get it. Uh, so this week, not too much drama on the marketplace, to be honest. Uh, Richard says, uh, Richard Dow says, maybe how the success of Disney plus continuing to influence the offerings from hot toys. Maybe how such a continuous upward trend could create some new and unexpected lines. Yeah. I think we're going to get to the point with Disney plus where they're going to have to really expand the TV masterpiece line. Um, and potentially even expand into an animated masterpiece line, especially if the Clone Wars cartoon is as good as we think it's going to be. Um, they have never made animated characters that I know of. I guess you could say Alita Battle Angel. Is, I guess she's technically like a CGI character, um, but true animated cartoon stuff, I think that's the next thing for Hot Toys personally, uh, specifically with Ahsoka. I think we're going to definitely see an Ahsoka figure from Hot Toys. And if you look at it just from Disney Plus, I mean, we got the Mandalorian, we have IG 11, the uh, Inferno Trooper, the Remnant Trooper. That's four figures from eight episodes of a TV show. Um, I think we're certainly going to see a lot more. So, um, I mean, to be fair, only what two of them are actual re sculpts or new sculpts. Mm, yes yes that is true uh you know minus the accessories of the inferno trooper but yes that is true what you're saying they could turn off like, troopers all day and night like they just yeah out. so but, i mean i mean thing that they did it but it's cool to see them making the effort it's not a very big effort but it is an effort yeah for sure um yeah i would love to see something different um because, like you said, they've never done an animated character, and everybody wants a new updated Captain Rex. Yeah. Uh, and Hot Toys has never done one. Now, the Sideshow one was a collaboration with Hot Toys. Hot Toys, yeah. But one, that was so long ago, and two, it was under the, the name of Sideshow, not Hot Toys. So, yeah. Um, I would also love to see that. They're they're all coming out with Cody, but he is a movie character, so um I don't know, man. Like I think that Disney Plus is gonna be the new market. One, because everyone's gonna have it in their house, but the MCU is relying heavily on Disney Plus. So the WandaVision show, I, I would 
expect to see a new Wanda figure. Um, yeah. Bucky uh, Falcon, again, another yeah. heavy MCU TV show on Disney Plus that I do not doubt we're going to see figures from. So, yeah. I don't know. I, uh, it's an interesting uh, theory. I think it is correct. I think that they are going to influence uh, toy manufacturers. Uh, Dan Lee says, Hot Toys has made some Hong Kong comic characters in the art style. So that's good to know. Um, next question yeah. is, um, how about why everyone seems to be selling everything Marvel lately? Or how, because we got a few things reissued, a lot of people assume everything will be reissued. Honestly, man, I'm not a big Marvel fan. But for me personally... Now that my favorite characters are not in the MCU, and now that the MCU doesn't have, like, you know, because Thanos was the end of, like, you know, 10 years of buildup. Now that we're starting all over for me personally, I don't, I'm not that invested in this new, the remaining heroes and the remaining stories that are to be told. And it seems like Star Wars is super hot right now. The games are doing really great. You know, the characters are really good. The Mandalorian's really hot. I think you're going to see that trend of people selling Marvel for Star Wars because that's the hot thing right now. Yeah. And that, dude, the next, by the time the next Marvel thing comes out, I mean, how long until we get a new Star Wars thing uh, that's not the Mandalorian? Uh, f- three, four years, I think? Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to switch again. Yeah, it'll switch. By the time the Marvel things are coming out, it's going to be getting rid of their Star Wars. Like, no one's going to give a shit. Yep, but that's how the idea is, man. There's lots of uh, ebbs and flows. Yeah. Um, you can always count on Zach. Ask Zach what he's into, and that's usually what the market is. Yeah, he, I constantly tell him, and you could listen to. Wait, me? Yeah, however many episodes we've done, I'm like, dude, don't sell that thing. You're just gonna buy it later, and sure enough, you're all about it. You know, months later. Yeah, but right now I'm really getting into Transformers, which is not in any sort of trend. You've so. also been into Transformers before. I know. I get hard into Transformers like once a year. Like, yeah, it's like don't sell it because you're just gonna want it again. Um, yeah, really remind me not to sell these. Uh, Jason Nelson. Every time I remind you. No, you got to do a better job. Jason Nelson says, with it being very early in the year, we could talk about our most anticipated figures that have been announced for 2020 release. Uh, for me personally, the thing I'm most excited for is the yellow and blue Ranger from the Lightning Collection. I know the yellow Ranger just hit stores, which, by the way, if you see the original Mighty Morphin Power Ranger, the yellow Ranger, um, uh, Definitely hit me up. Facebook, Zach Avaro, Zach at CollectorMusic.com. Hit me up, buy it for me, and I'll pay retail plus shipping. If you could, that'd be awesome. Uh, I'm desperately trying to find this figure. I know it's not supposed to come out till next month, but uh, some places have been getting it early. So uh, hit me up if you got that. For me, that's my most exciting thing. I know that uh, the six-scale ones came out and they look great, but I'm not paying 600 bucks for for six Power Rangers. I'd rather just pay you know 120 bucks for six of them. Um, for me, that's... Um, that's personally what what I really am excited for, uh, especially because they spaced them out so much. Like Bandai did all the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers in one wave, and with this one, we're getting sprinkles of MMPR. So that's what I'm most excited for. Um, I know the Diamond Select Iron Giant. I'm really excited for that. I'm really excited for um, Transform Element, which is the company that made Optimus Prime. I'm really excited for them to hopefully get um, uh, to hopefully make a cartoon accurate bumblebee and we'll talk bumblebee here in a second um but i'm really excited for them to uh 
or, or any company really to take on on that figure. Um, uh, Quinn says uh, Trini is one per box. Yeah, that's the hard part, uh, Quinn, of getting that figure. It's one per box. So, um, yeah, that's me personally what I'm really excited for. Um, Diamonds like Iron Giant and then the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers line being completed. Uh, Dean, what about yourself? Most anticipated figure of this year? Yeah, or just uh, things that you're anticipating? Um, Is there any cool Miku stuff that's coming out this year? I'll have to check. I'm not sure. I'm so busy playing catch up with Miku stuff. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the Mandalorian, heavy Mando. Yeah. But honestly, I think right now it's. In fact, I have my sideshow Cody right here. Yeah. I repost him with the. Real quick, we got a ton of people in the chat. Make sure you put that code B in the link in the description. And also, if you're in the chat right now for the next like 20 minutes, send me a message on Ox. And and if I haven't already sent you a holographic sticker, I sent out like 15 today. Um, I will. Um, I'll send you a sticker. Just send me your address as well. Um, Fernando says, I'm excited for the, for the Mayfex Batman. And Dan Lee says, fan toys could make the best Bumblebee. I hope so. Um, yeah, anyways. Cody's my favorite clone. So I'm always about Cody. And this one still looks crispy as hell. So I don't know what I'm going to do when I get the new one. I don't know if I'm just going to have two of them or what. But Yeah. Um, let's get into custom corner. We talked about this on the bonus episode, but it was kind of hard to see the figure. Uh, but this is my Wally that we talked about last week. Weathered yeah. uh, it up with uh, some red uh, hull primer, some dark gunmetal, uh, some Tamiya rust pigments, uh, some black paint, and uh, god damn, I love the way this thing turned out. You know, for a ten dollar, for a ten dollar, um, well, I guess it's technically five dollars. Uh, Wally, it's fantastic. Uh, I do plan to refilm in a non-live environment the weathering process. I know my video was not the quality that I would like to have portrayed for you guys uh, for a number of reasons, some which were my fault, some which were out of my control. Uh, but I do plan to um, I do plan to reshoot a video in the next few weeks. So stay tuned for that. Again, remind me, if you want a sticker, send me a message on Ox, and I will get it done. Uh, but let's talk about the thing that mattered the most to me this week in collecting, Dean. Now, many moons ago, we went real deep into goats. Uh, we didn't, uh, but... I did. So this week, I'm going to go really deep into Bumblebee. Now, on, on the left is the uh, alt mode of the Generation 1 Bumblebee, and on the right is the robot mode. Um, this is G1, so it's not like Michael Bay where there's a shit on top of shit. Very classic, clean designs, uh, very cartoony. And uh, this is an approximate scale of what Bumblebee and Optimus should be. Now, this is um, from an official document that Hasbro used for its factories of like roughly how tall the figures should be to be in scale with each other. And this original document had like 12 total pixels in the whole document. So I kind of used nicer uh, artwork to kind of give you the scale, but essentially Bumblebee should be uh, about, you know, 40 to 50% as tall as, as Optimus. If you take a ruler here, you can see that Bumblebee should be about four and three quarter inch while Optimus should be 10 inches tall. And this is based on the Optimus prime figures that are masterpiece scale being 10 inches tall. So uh, these are the two, most masterpiece scale bumblebees that I have. And I have the animation artwork here in the middle. So on the left is the KBB PCS-02. 
This is an oversized, and of course it's a small figure, but this is a oversized um, reproduction of the New Age Flipper Bumblebee, which is like a two and a half inch tall figure. They overscaled it to four inches. On the right is the MP21 Bumblebee, which is an official Takara Tomy Masterpiece product. This one comes in at like 4.7 inches, so a little shorter than five. This is the one that Dean got me for Christmas and the one that was missing uh, for a few uh, a few weeks. Now, this is how they scale together. So the um, the one on the right, which is the KBB, is, is definitely a little shorter. Um, the one thing to note, I, I really like the Masterpiece one, but it's orange. It's not yellow at all. Um and it really bothers me because the figure itself is amazing. The transformation is very elegant. It's super easy to do. It's super fun. Um, but the figure is just the complete wrong color. And it's it's something that I'm like a third tempted to pick up a knockoff and try to repaint it myself. But it just there's so many things you'd have to mask off. It's just really not worth it. Um, but, yeah, you can see here the color difference. The The KBB is a true yellow, and it looks fantastic. Uh, looking at the side profile of the figures, you can see the KBB cleans up really nicely on the back. The feet are pretty clean. Uh, and on the right, you can see the uh, what they call the backpack here on the Masterpiece. It, it just sticks out a little bit too much for my taste, uh, and it is just uh, a big, big chunk on the figure. Um, looking at the backs, you can see the, uh, the KBB cleans up really nicely and uh the masterpiece you see that big shell on the back of it mm-hmm. um looking at the uh the transformations the the kbb uh really sticks to the animation model while the uh masterpiece uh was intentionally designed uh to be very much like the real Volkswagen beetle at that time now that was during a um Bourbon says good old Sunbow chart. Yeah. Um, that was during a time where Takara masterpieces were very um, realistic to real life uh, planes or cars. Um, and lately they've been trending more towards actual animation accuracy. And that's what the KBB and the New Age Flipper were trying to do is stick very close to the um, the original designs. Mm-hmm. Now, there is a new Masterpiece Bumblebee. It's called the MP45. And this figure looks fantastic with the exception of the entire back of the figure. It has a huge backpack on on the figure itself. uh, And even the feet have this really nasty backpack on it. You can see how clean uh, the MP21 cleans up here. And I really like that the MP21 has these tinted windows, so you can't really see all the junk inside for the transformation. Uh, The MP45 does have a door gimmick where you can seat the minifigure inside of it. There's no internal structure. It's just a seat. You know, there's no steering wheel and everything. And because it has these clear windows, you can see all the shit inside of it. Um, The MP45 is a better height. It's like right at five inches. uh, And that's a huge plus for it. And it can also wield its gun like with a two-handed gun pose, which is really cool. But... It's super expensive, uh, Dean. This one comes in at like 120 uh, for this figure, and that's a big hiccup for me when there's so many reports of QC issues. Uh, there's so many reports of figures that are having paint chipping, um, and I just 
I'm really lost as to what Bumblebee I want to display in my collection. So uh, here's the three that I'm between right now. So the KBB-02, the Masterpiece-21, and the MP-45. Um, Do you have any opinions on any of this, Dean? I'm I'm curious to get your advice. Um, And the KBB is too small? The KBB is the smallest one. It's about four inches tall, so it's about an inch. It's about 20% too small. Okay, because I think that's the one I would go with. Okay, so we're kind of on the same page here because the thing that's really great about the KBB is the KBB is completely unpainted with the exception of the headlights, the taillights, and the windows. The windows are are painted this really nice metallic blue. the yellow. And the eyes. And it's actually a pure yellow. Now, the MP45 is a true yellow. It looks really good. I've transformed the KBB like 100 times. Yeah. No, no pain issues. I I would say only because you got the TE leader. or what, What's it called? Yeah, the op, the, the, the TE01 op leader. Yeah, because that one looks very animation accurate. Yeah. That's a huge plus on why you should go with this Bumblebee. Sucks he's a little too big, but you're talking about the KBB, yeah, a little too small, a little too small. Sorry, um, the other one that you currently have, uh, I guess that's what the middle one, yeah, the middle one. You're saying it's not yellow enough, it's it's orange, it's it blows my mind. It would be perfect, but it's orange. That looks fine. I think you're you, you now you're being super piggy. I mean, you're arguing about a height issue, so I know you're already picky, but. Dean, you're talking to the guy that stacked five goats on top of each other, ten goats on top of each other. I know you're a fucking freak, but uh, <laughs> um, I would not even fuck with the new one because I've watched reviews and it's not good. Yeah, the thing that really bothers me is it's fully painted, uh-huh. which is great because every all the paint matches, but it's. it's- Awful because every time you transform it, you're getting a new paint scratch, yeah, I, and that would drive me just insane. It seems like a huge waste of, of time and money to even go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, and looking at looking at the KBB from the back, you can see that one the scale in Generation One is just all over the place. I mean, here he looks super tiny compared to Optimus, and you can see how clean his back, you know, cleans up just like the animation model. Um, yeah, so man, I'm just I'm a little lost. You can see here this is the uh, supposed uh, reference chart, and this yeah, see, kind of should be above Optimus's uh, shin. Yeah, like right, just peeking over his knee. And this picture on the left, Optimus is way in front of him. If he was closer, he'd be shorter than his knee. So yeah. I think you just call it a day and stick with the KBB because. I mean, the 80s was fucking crazy. They didn't, weren't paying attention to scale and shit. They didn't care about that back then. Yeah. Now, he was shit about screen accuracy, you know? Yeah, the shit was so, all over. I mean, Megatron yeah. transformed to a pistol. Yeah, yeah so I, I, I say call it a day. You have arguably the perfect figure. Um, yeah, so this is just showing the price. So 120 for the MP45s, uh, yeah. 80 bucks retail, about 60 bucks for the MP21. No. Uh, the now, this is an interesting one. This is the um, Hot Soldiers MS09. Uh, this one has a beautiful alt mode. Now, the robot mode is kind of, I mean, it has like a body like me, a big old belly, and and um, the only thing is on the back, it's completely hollow in the back. 
And I think for me, that's kind of a deal breaker. Yeah. Uh, it's like a $15, $20 figure. So I might pick it up just to see what it's all about. In alt mode, just on the shelf? Yeah. So that's what I think I might pick this one up for. Um, but Dean, I think for my collection, like you mentioned, we this was an unplanned conversation. So I'm glad, I'm glad you kind of went with the one I picked. But I think I'm leaning towards the KBB uh, Hornet agent. And here's the KBB with the TE01. It's fine, honestly. I love this. Oh my God. I love these two together. They look fantastic. Um, I'm really glad we, we, we decided on the same figure because th- I, I stayed up all night thinking about this, like just checking screenshots. And yeah, you're a fucking weirdo. <sighs> yeah. I, yeah, dude. I mean, that Optimus is so well done yeah to be animation accurate because it even comes with two different heads Mm -hmm. which animation style you're after yep um so i think with this optimus that's a no-brainer to go with yeah i i just love these two and uh yeah that's definitely the one that i'm gonna go with for now height difference is so negligible uh yeah, I don't think anybody would walk into your, your collection and be like, oh, that looks stupid. And if they did, kick them the fuck out because they're fucking weirdos. Yeah, what nerds. Let's do a quick meme. This one was really funny. I saw this meme about you know having a messy house, and, it, and I was like, I got to adopt this for myself. So it says, when your shelves are dusty, fingerprints all over your glass, and your figures need new poses, and it's Kylo Ren getting ready to kill uh, Han Solo. It's like, I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. It's got a ton of likes on uh, OSR and Tashi and, and Auxiliary. So. Super relatable. Dude, super relatable. Um, Dan says, have Optimus hug B. Yeah, that'd be an amazing pose. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, this has been a, a really good show. I'm glad we are able to, to give the listeners a longer show this week. Uh, like I mentioned at the beginning, we're going to be off next Tuesday. It's my wife's birthday week. And um, I like to... Uh, you know, last year we took Tuesday off for her birthday week, and, and I'd like to do the same thing this year. So, um, you know, she sacrifices a lot for us to be able to hold the show. So I think it's important to give her. her... She also does a lot for the show. She does. She she does a lot of painting for uh, for auxiliary members. And, um, uh, yeah, if you're, if you're tuning in live, there's about 11 people. Send me a message if you want a sticker if you haven't already gotten one sent to you for the new holographic stickers. Make sure you put that uh, code by 12 p.m. tomorrow uh, for your chance to win one of Lenny's six-scale sabers. Uh, check us out on Facebook. Private Facebook group is Collecting Weekly Auxiliary. T Public. we have a ton of new designs on there, lots of good stuff designed by Manny. Uh, YouTube is, of course, here, Collecting Weekly. Twitter, Collecting WKLY. Uh, Shout-outs time, Small Talk, Only Fools and Collecting. Small Talk, I think, is recording this Thursday. Actually, it's OFAC. OFAC is this Thursday. Yeah. Uh, Dark Side Customs in the UK. Really, really fantastic painter for your six-scale head sculpts. Six-scale scavengers, Brian, Chris, TC, wonderful, wonderful guys to um, to, to be uh, peers with, you know, to do this podcasting thing. They're so good. They keep us going, and they always put on a damn good show. Zach, if you want one of these. Oh, yeah. Hang on. Let me, let me solo your screen real quick. So you can uh, show the folks what what is out there for the sticks. Yeah, look at that, Dean. What do you think about it? Now that you've had it in your house for a few days, it's it's crispy as hell. I can't stop staring at it. It's really good. Uh, we need even smaller crispy stickers to put on this stick. 
because it's not good. Dude, I'm 100% down to print some tiny stickers. Actually, for the TE01 Optimus, it has these steel bars that stick out. Uh, and I found this really cool tip to get a hole punch and some blue um, like stickers they use for garage sale. Uh-huh. And I covered up those little things with little the little pop-outs from the hole puncher. It worked perfectly. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah, like I said, Six Heel Scavengers, check them out. Good show. I think they're recording this week. And uh, they also reach out to their listeners for uh, the slow, slow news week. So it's going to be a good a good episode for them. It's going to amp up because we got uh, Toy Fair coming up, I think, <laughs> what, in a couple weeks, maybe. Yeah. Um, so it's about to be crazy. Yeah, let me check uh real quick before we cut this off. Let me see if people are actually putting the code B uh, in the link in the description. Remember, guys, this is like a hundred and twenty dollar, hundred dollar value uh for this lightsaber giveaway by Lenny from Six Skill Sabers. So, I mean, these these uh CCFLs will spice up your collection. Uh, that looks like a ton of people did put up so far, so that's really cool. We'll try I to abstaining from putting um, entering this competition to give our viewers a bigger chance to win. That's really cool of you, Dean. Who is uh, Jew dead? Is that is that uh, my sister? Yeah. Okay, tell your sister. Well, I, I think I gave you a sticker. For yeah, her. I have her sticker right here. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um. Anyways, guys, stickers. Oh yes, 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 yes. yes. Anyways, guys, we'll uh, we'll see you guys uh, February eleventh. Yes, and uh, uh, please enjoy your time off. Next Tuesday, we'll have a um, we're going to put up uh, the edited audio from our our recording this Saturday. So if you've already listened to it once, I'd appreciate it if you give it another listen. It really helps us out. Um, Dean, do you have any shout outs you want to give? Negative. All right. Well, I'm Zach. I'm Dean. Catch you guys on the next episode. Bye.